Hello and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. Kiva. Yeah, we'll watch some more Kiva this week. What a fucking way to spend my birthday. Sword. Oh, happy birthday, Evan. I didn't know it was your birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, Evan. Did you know Thank they you. announced a CSM Ixa driver? Uh, uh yeah. yeah. I think cause... I saw that the other day, yeah. I just thought you'd like to know. Because I know like you gonna... love Ixa so much. Um, mm. Like, the design's cool. If it was with any other show, it'd be great. But... I actually didn't hate these episodes. I thought they were okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. better than they have been lately there was a sword guys did you know there was a sword there is a Th- there's sword. a sword he has to reload every time he hits someone with do you know what it reminded me of and then like i went down this whole like huge like reminiscence slash google hole afterwards. it reminded me of the bit in the mission impossible trailer where henry cable's character has to reload his fists but i don't know what you were going to say <laughs> oh it wasn't that um Mine was slightly more nerdy, and it reminded me of the cartridge system used in Nanaha A's and Onward. Yeah, that makes sense. Specifically from A's Onward, because they didn't introduce that to the second season. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm just. I think I'm. I I think I'm actually entirely done with Kiva. I did not like these episodes how you two did. I I spent most of them frustrated and pissed off. Yeah, that's, it's, that's fair. Every time it tried to do something good, I kept remembering how we got here and how none of this, none of the characters, the characters acting the way they do. Like, Nago has no reason to be the way he is. Yeah, Nago got replaced by another person a few episodes ago. And, like, I like this person better. Yeah, no, if, <laughs> if Nago had been this person through the entire show, it would have been great. But he's not. And they I replaced think... a character I actually did like with a horrible, stupid idiot. I think they just like Freaky Friday, Kengo, and Nago, and that's yeah. how we got here. Yeah, kind of. It and... is extremely funny that Kengo charges the Ixa driver off his boot now, because doing it with your hands is not badass enough. Yeah, that's a little clever. I, don't I, know. I, I was kind of hoping they'd like they'd like story bit it or character trade it to like he's OCD and he doesn't want to put his dirty hand on the Ixa driver. <laughs> for the dirty Ixa driver on his hand. That would be nice. It also makes putting thumbtacks on Ixa kind of pointless if he's going to use it on his foot, but the, whatever. The way that it Nago is doing... Like, Nago feels like he's almost had brain damage. Kinda. Maybe like, a little bit. Like, he's gotten knocked around too much, and he just... He's acting like a child, except not like the whiny child, more just like a kid in general. It's. Ugh. I don't know. I guess Megumi's into that because they get married. Yes. <laughs> That's a plot spoiler. I spoiled it forever ago and won't let you forget that I spoiled it. I mean, mm-hmm. it. I have not forgotten, honestly. Before we start, though, Chris, did you notice that that the rat fan guy had like the buck teeth and you could see him really clearly in these episodes? No, I I didn't actually. I just kept noticing how he has a beak and wings. Mm, it's definitely a rat, though. 
Okay. He, uh, he's I, continuing to have a beacon wings. So. He does okay. have a beacon wings, but it's he very much felt like a rat to me, especially with how they had the, the suit actor was having him scamper around. He does kind of act more like a rat now, and he does he's like a swarm of fangires, so that kind of makes sense. But yeah, that that I'm just actu- like, why didn't they make his face look like a rat? They did. As he usual. has buck teeth and everything. No, no. As usual, the visual design is actually kind of neat. <laughs> I don't know. It. I think I, I've gotten to the point with this show where every time it tries to do something neat, I have to think about the fact that all the story is based off the most stupid societal expectations and gender roles plot line. And I hate it. it I hate it. Okay. That's why the yeah, fan guy are the bad true. guys. And I, it is also pretty weird because like, okay, their, their idea was... Let's do a story about fang- about like kid kid friendly vampires who are like transgressive against the social order, and let's make the entire show about traditional societal roles. So I'm like, I usually you tell a story about vampires, so you can avoid talking about that. <laughs> like, so that gets to be less of a focus of the story. It's, it everything about it feels lazy. And boring and like basic bitch writing. It, I, I, I had said it earlier that, that how I think Toshiki in a way is a hack who got lucky with a couple shows, and I this is just reinforcing my opinion super hard. I don't think I, he's a good writer. I'll definitely say that like the same aspect of like social roles was a bitter was a bigger element of Kuga than it really needed to be a little bit. And kind of in Amazons, too. It's been a major part of the first couple episodes, but, eh, you know. I think that's partially Japanese media, and especially in Kuga, it felt more palatable, because it just felt better. Right, uh, because our main main perspective character, um... Godai? Yeah, Godai. Godai. Yusuke Godai. Uh, yeah, because he's, like, uh, he's, um like sort of a hermit type like he's not a traditional social role sort of dude and he's like fine with that he doesn't angst about it it's not a major thing for him he's just cool with that and that's just like people don't really give him shit about it that's just like part of the show yeah this this show very much it feels like they're trying to do the persona thing where yeah, rebel against your societal obligations, but not too much. Not too much. Don't do it too much. Be a rebel, but only as far as we say it's okay. And it's, I I didn't read that. I, mm, I admittedly, I, I may be no. being unfair to this show because I'm just. Mm, I um, I fully believe I'm being a bit unfair. Well, like in Atlas stories, when they tell stories about people who have trouble with their social roles, usually the idea is, is like, how do you balance the idea of being your own person and having your own identity versus the fact that people do have an obligation to each other? Like, we do, we live in a society and we have, <laughs> like, responsibilities to each other. And, like, how do you balance those two things? Yeah. That's not really a thing in this show it's just like do what you should be just because it, it half so we watched the 
37 through 40. 37 through 40, yeah. And like halfway through, Wataru has this big revelation and basically freak out, and he reverts entirely, and it doesn't feel warranted. It's also not the first time it's happened. Yeah, it's 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 been oh, played yeah. out before, and like... I actually thought this was more believable than the previous times it happened, because like, he did almost eat someone he cared about, so I was like, okay, that would probably mess you up a little bit. But again, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I find it hard to just like, blame that on Kiva, because I'd be like... Let me count the times that Gates went back on his character development. <laughs> the, okay, yeah. yeah that yeah, is also true. true. That is very true. So, uh, Also, like, Bishop kind of made him do it. And, like, man, Bishop and also, he doesn't, he doesn't just withdraw into himself. He turns into, like, a Scooby-Doo villain. A little bit, <laughs> yeah. He fucking booby traps his house. He does. He puts a giant swinging log trap in his violin fixing studio he also electrifies his door which uh that, that's extremely dangerous yeah that's uh could, you could kill someone that way wataru has never shown any sort of engineering like he yes, makes he's... violins he, yeah well that's not engineering that's craftsmanship how the fuck does wataru know anything about like electrical wiring books i mean all mm. you'd have to do to electrify a if the doorknob's like, uh, like, uh, has iron components all the way through, you just have to like hook up a battery to two parts. Of yeah, it. but but he was able to do it so that it doesn't kill someone. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if he <laughs> did that intentionally. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, okay. Sure. You know, Wataru is attempting to kill people now. Yep. <laughs> Attempted murder. <laughs> Nago is just so strong that it didn't kill him. And it went through the it went through three people. So yeah, it, it does go through the arms of three people. Which it, yeah, I think it would easily kill someone at that point. But uh, Nago was hardened by by the training of Ixa. <laughs> you can harden by the training all you want, but if it goes through your heart, there's not much you can do. And that was definitely would have been the current through the heart. Remember, uh, remember when Ixa required like something to use it because strain. And reasoning I mean, and logic. That, yeah, they dropped that forever ago. Well, no, that that technically does happen because when Yuri, spoilers, Yuri tries to use Itza again and fails because she's a lady. No, um, she doesn't fail. She uses it. She uh, just gets beat up. Yeah, I mean it, that part happens, but she it, successfully uses Itza. <laughs> okay, fair. I, I'm kind of with Evan on this one. Like, yeah, it did seem a little bit like, oh, she can't do it right because she's not, you know, she emotionally does... centered. Like, uh, like our Atoya, who totally is the most calm and chill person ever. I, uh, I don't even think of that. Yuri, Yuri's just at the point where she's so far gone. I just don't care what they're doing with it anymore. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. You've made your decision. I do yeah, feel good. like kind like Yuri is kind of in the story at this point as uh like a sign that represents it's she's like a sign that has Atoya's mistakes written on it. Oh yeah, she she is <laughs> specifically there to expand Atoya's story and no other reason. Yeah, yeah. It's it is one of it's basically the the shitty way female characters are always used. Yeah, I do feel kind of bad about that. I mean, it feels like I should have used the character, but like that oh, just does kind of seem like what's going on at this point. Terrible use of the character. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think then, Yuri was ever really all that good, though, so... No, not, not really. Yeah. I mean, I know, am I wrong, uh, Chris? Well, okay, this is a tangent. I started watching, like, a bit of Star Trek Voyager the other night, and it's definitely reminded me of a thing in that show, where it's like, Ugh. these characters are interestingly conceived, but it feels like whoever did the scripting underutilized them. Fucking war criminal. What's her face? Is that Voyager? Or is that the one where they get blasted across space through a portal and they have to make their way back? Yeah, to Voyager's space? the one where they're they they get they're like seven they're a seventy year road trip away from home. Yeah, and then their captain is a fucking horrid war criminal piece of shit. Well, I haven't she hasn't committed any war crimes yet. I, yeah, I think that's what people call Janeway, but yeah, Jane unsure if they're right war. or not. Is, well, all I know is that she's a murderer because I know of the episode with Tuvix and Tuvix literally, which was two of her. They go through some weird thing and two members of their um, two members of the crew get fused together into a new being. And every single other person on the crew is, no, nah, we got to break him. We got to bring him back. And Tuvix himself is like, no, I'm I'm happy like this. Please leave me like this. Please Which don't kill me. Which is extremely weird. Okay, I haven't seen that one. But I did watch another one where one of the characters got split into two different people. And then they were like, we gotta put these people back together. Yeah, and it's... I don't know. I, Star I Trek Voyager like has a lot of weird shit in it. For the record, that is indeed Captain Janeway that is being thought of as the war criminal. Although you could probably easily accuse Cisco of being just as much of one. But one of my favorite beats about the character is that at one point, Kate Mulgrew said in an interview that she began to play the character as if she were a power-mad tyrant because she couldn't think of any way to continue playing the character as written that didn't involve her wanting to be a petty despot given how many ways to get the crew home without any issue she kept turning down. Like, you know, hey, go on a date with Q and I'll move you all back to where you started. No, I can't do that. So yeah, she said she started playing her as if she were a little warlord at her own fiefdom. It's cute. It does. I but anyway, yeah. I'm I'm just gonna summarize Kiva episodes now. Yeah, that's oh, probably boy. a good idea. We should uh, we do need to probably should get through the episodes in a little more detail. Yeah, there's been the episodes where everyone's identity is revealed. I'm like, thank fucking god. Mm, I, I feel like they could have spread it out over maybe like 12 or more episodes and then just kind <laughs> of had this be like episode three. That would have been nice. Like, I could see a very interesting show being done where it's all out in the open in the very beginning. Right, because this it allows for so much more drama, which does actually come into play in these episodes. And if this had happened way earlier, the drama in the show would have been less stupid though like oh. the failure of communication can be an interesting thing in its own right but the show right. doesn't give it the time of day to really even build that up for for that side of it right oh, and yeah. okay i don't know if this is a thing with every common writer show but of the ones i've seen the failure of communication thing is used too much oh and uh <laughs> fun thing mio is totally okay with murder as long as it's people that she wants dead. <laughs> I was really surprised when she's like, just just kill Tyga. And I was like, whoa. I thought she was all angsty about people dying a little while ago. 
nope, she's perfectly fine with it. That was the one thing I screen capped because I was kind of just laughing when it happened. <laughs> it's it's something special. Anyway, summary. Um, episode 37 is Triangle, Behead the King. Um, Kivat talks about swords a lot. Swords. Triangle is a love triangle. I hope you like swords. So many fucking stupid ass. We put some triangles. swords in your swords so you can sword while you sword. I hope you like this new toy. Uh, I do, actually. I do actually it, think it's the best sword in the show so far. It, it can it, turn into an axe. Of course, he never uses it like that. But. Kiva continues to have actually good visual design. Uh-huh. It's got a good length for a sword. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's like a good bastard sword length. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um. Anyway, okay, so this episode, uh, last time, uh, Mio confessed to Wataru and was uh, looking for an answer. Uh, Wataru doesn't give one. Um, he is like, hey, no, you don't like me. That'd be silly. Who'd like me? Um, I'm going to go home and make, make pasta with this varnish I had. <laughs> that happens. I do really like how he serves everyone pasta and they're like this is really good what'd you put in it he's like oh it's some leftover varnish i had lying around it was always made out of like animal parts so i'm like yeah no good for rotaru waste not want not but he said i think he said it was liquefied crayfish which yeah yeah, i mean there's no reason that wouldn't be a good sauce (laughs) yeah i mean just sounds fine yeah um taiga and bishop have some bro time that's what i wrote and i'm sticking to it about uh you know, just like Mia liking with Tyru, and Bishop's like, well, they'll just kill him. Yeah. And Taiga's yeah. like, but no. Yeah, Taiga's mad that Bishop knew that Wataru was Kiva and didn't tell him about no, it. No, we're not even to that part yet. Yeah, that's no, that's just... the next time they talk in later episodes. This no, no, time. That's, uh, that's totally in episode 37. Are you sh- No, because they don't know the. They don't know the reveal yet. The reveal's at the end of this episode. Oh, right, right. He's just mad at Bishop because Bishop knows that Mia likes Wataru. Or Mia likes Wataru. Well, also because Bishop told him to kill Wataru. Yeah. Bishop's kind of just a piece of shit in general. And Taiga's like, but friend. Um, But what Taiga does do is invite Wataru to his wedding and tell him to give up. <laughs> Which but Wataru's is a like, pretty what serious the fuck? power move there. Yeah, it is a power move. All of this show, I'm sitting here watching these two men try and decide what to d- decide what this woman is going to do. And I'm like, just, it's not your decision. Like, she literally already made a decision. She made it. was a, at the you, beginning of the episode. You don't, you don't get to say, no, that's the wrong decision. Make a different decision. You, you do, no. Give I could definitely believe own... that Tyga's like, okay, well, that's what you think. I, on the other hand, am going to have a sword fight about it. Yes. They have a sword fight later. Uh, but yeah, Wataru's like, but but no. How about but no? And then he gets slap punched and told that he's weak and etc. And whatever. You, you, Taiga you don't is even man. fight back. What type of man are you? You can't protect a woman. Yeah, <laughs> Taiga was all cool <laughs> up until this point, but apparently being challenged in romance has made him become a huge shit. Because apparently, yeah, if you can't protect the woman, you know, not even thinking about having her protect herself or have her own responsibilities or anything. No, if the man can't protect her, you, you don't get it. You worthless, bad. Also, nah. he literally knows that she's a super-powered, like, immortal monster. Anywho, back in the past, uh, Gary gets beat up by a rat fangire. Um, Atoya comes Fangire. in and helps her out, but then 
she goes away and takes Ixa with her to fight some more. Um, she still gets beat up. And then the rat fan guy goes to kill her. And Queen's like, no, 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 no. What I'm doing is way more savage. And yeah, this fucking... <laughs> apparently, uh, Maya's motivation now is high school mean girl bitch shit. Maya's uh, just learning how, like, love works. I... Yeah, I actually wasn't sure if she's, like, being... Like, I don't know if she's sure if she's being nice or cruel here. Because it seems like she legitimately doesn't want anyone to kill Yuri, but... <laughs> I don't know. She seems like she might be telling the truth when she's like, I think I've taken something so serious from her that it would be cruel to kill her at this point. I, I took it more as, no, don't kill her. I want to watch her squirm as I take away the boy she loves. It doesn't really seem like she cares about her that much. Yeah, no, it's more like it's not. Well, it's I took that as meaning is she doesn't even see Yuri the same way she sees Atoya. Like Atoya is an actual person in her eyes. Yuri is fucking cattle. Mm, I don't think it's that because she she does comment later on on how she finds she sees like this innocence and cuteness in Yuri, which is something yeah, like you wouldn't yeah, talk about cattle like that yeah. like you'd well it's an okay, extremely like a, straight thing to say it's more like a, you're right cattle is the wrong thing but it's more like a, a, a kitten or a pet that you'd keep around the like, uh oh, crow is just cute? running around in broad daylight just it's a rat a still by the way it's definitely a crow it's just running around in definitely broad daylight rat. eating a bunch of people and uh i'm definitely wondering where the cops are yeah that's the 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 absence of any type of police presence in this show is fucking weird. It is getting a little weird, yeah. Do they just not exist or something? They just don't exist. Don't don't. Think Yuri turns back into Ixa. She does like a cool pose before she does it. That was neat. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's like the only time she looks cool in this episode. Yeah, there's a lot of times in in these couple episodes where people put on the Ixa belt when they already have a belt on. <laughs> yes, and people. A, a, are Tetsuya Namuring the Ixa belt at this point? Apparently you can just summon the belt, because there's a time when Yuri has the... She just gets the Ixa fist, and she does not have the belt on, and oh, then she poses... Excuse me, it's the Ixa knuckle, thank you? Whatever, whatever. I, I don't care. I know you don't. Uh, you know, she doesn't have the Ixa belt on, and then she poses, and she does have the Ixa belt. So I guess it can just be summoned. Yeah. Um, but we're missing the point where where Queen totally steps on the rat, and I said I wasn't going to make a step on me joke, <laughs> but I'm doing it anyway. Garrett, She's got like her hood over her step. eyes, and you like just want Queen to step on you, don't you? I mean, kind yeah. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, cut that. But as yes. long as you admit it, it's fine. She she does call him vermin at the same time, so I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, a rat. <laughs> That Gross part works with the rat. Also vermin, but yeah. I don't want to be called a vermin. <laughs> Just wanted to step on you and maybe look at you like you're scum. No, not even the second part. Not even necessarily the first part either. Uh huh. <laughs> the first step is acceptance, Garrett. Uh, fuck the first so... step. Ha! Get it? Step. That's a good, <laughs> unintentional pun. So Crow Guy has decided he's extremely mad at. Whoever is the queen now, because he couldn't yeah, kill that part doesn't track. the queen in the past. So now 
we cut back to the future where he is going to kill Mio. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't make any sense, but okay. It's true. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the fight happens, the queen thing happens, and then in the present, Watara's like, I'm gonna go talk to my Mio about feelings, and then he runs into a Ratfan guy and gets into a fight instead. And then Taiga shows up, and he's like, yo, let me mansplain to you about how I'm better than Wataru. Uh, he does say Wataru is uh, in the class of failures as a human, I think is his line. Yeah, something like that. I I, my phrasing worked just fine. It, uh, it did. It's basically, you don't actually know what you want. Shut up. Just accept it. Yeah, I'm the I'm the best. Look at my huge dick. Yeah, like the de- the details aren't even important. It's Does like he think Taiga that sh- because Wataru doesn't have a job, he sucks and stuff? I'm like, you don't have a job either. No, he's a he has a CEO of that company. He's literally right, a CEO. but like a fake one. They just like kill people who are doing important things. No, I but they... but he actually gave money to that one with with uh, you the know, making it's... the super fan guy. His his company actually does exist. Well, Wataru makes violins, so yeah, it's it basically. <laughs> Taiga is just an idiot, basically. Yeah. Taiga is uh, uh one of those business school guys who thinks that anyone who studies the art is stupid. Yeah, anybody that has a liberal arts job or a liberal arts major, they're a fucking failure. Why didn't they just study business? That's not how the real world works. <laughs> he doesn't so anyway, say that, but it comes off that way. Um. So then at the cafe, we see, I don't know, like the B, the B team. Megumi's having co- coffee. Nago comes in and puts thumbtacks on Ixa to sabotage Kengo. I like uh, how Kengo now that comes... uh, Megumi, since she's not like directly involved in the drama as much anymore, a lot of times when we see her, she's just chilling out and looks pretty happy. I, I gotta say, it's <laughs> Megumi is kind of a bright spot in this show for me now, because she just She's just there and a perky, happy girl, and it's kind of hilarious well, and she, great. Mugumi's just kind of there, and no one's being actively sexist to her. Yeah, right. and that's possibly the best way she's she's the best. It's ever since her storyline got quote quote unquote completed, she's just kind of been in the background, and it's the best. Oh shit! I hadn't even realized this, but yeah, you're right. Now that now that she's not relevant to the plot anymore, no one's telling her what she should be doing because exactly. she's a lady. <laughs> she's 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 not trying to put herself into the plot anymore, so she's allowed to just be a fun character. Yeah. Um. Uh, See, so yeah, Nago tries to sabotage Ixa Driver thumbstacks for Kengo. Kengo comes in and punches Nago. You know, same thing that happens every time. Uh huh. Uh, uh, Nako has thumbtack stuck in his face this time, though, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then Wataru then goes to meet up with Mio, but the Ratfan guy is there again, but he has to fight untransformed because he can't transform in front of Mio. And then Taiga's okay. like, look at this shitty human doing shitty human things. He does imply that he's going to kill her because he says if you insist on loving a human and like goes to take his glove off, yeah. then the Ratfan guy shows up. Yeah, because, like, you know, it's against the, the law, even though the last queen did it, and she's fine. Fucking, every time all these different characters say, Oh, humans and fangires can't coexist. You have literally already been proven wrong. I no, mean, like, they've been coexisting for all of human history in the premise of the show, right? It's, it is literally <laughs> just that you're racist assholes. Yeah, whatever. That's all it is. Yeah. Weird like stained glass monster supremacists yeah i mean yeah 
it's pretty much what they're going for. Anyway, Ratfangar is holding a, gr- a grudge against whoever the current queen is. Uh, because he's an idiot. Yeah, because he's an idiot. And then Taiga transforms. He's like, don't worry, Mio. I'll protect you. Um, And then in, in the past, King has a talk with Maya. And we see how the sword got in the wall. Because he just threw it in the wall. And he's like, god damn it. If I had that sword in my hand, I would have murdered you. If I murdered you, that would admit I loved you. So fuck that. <laughs> so like, sword's in the wall now. Fuck emotions. This, this Sundere mo- dumbass motherfucker. This I don't actually love you. Sundere motherfucker. I, uh, Proto-gacked? I, I, I'm just gonna call him that from now on. That's who he is. That's good. Pro- this, yeah, this Sundere proto-gacked of just, I don't actually love you. Shut up. Um, And then the present, Jiro's just like, hey, Utaru, come try to pull out that sword again. <laughs> and it works this time yeah, because... Because this time he wants to protect Mio, so by the power of wanting to be a shitty the dude power of love yeah um but then the sword controls him oh no for some reason yeah there's so much power in the sword and the monster feels like oh no we gotta like suppress the sword power so he can control it and then he so does all so all three of the monster guys turn into like a a little like slide thing that goes along the blade of the sword it's like a slide bat thing yeah yeah, when he moves it to the end, it looks like an axe, but they never use that. Use it I don't that think it looks like an axe. It doesn't look like sharp or anything. It looks it like an axe head. I don't think it like it extends Garrett, far enough. Garrett, weapons in Common Rider do not look sharp very regularly. I mean, oh I, no, look, an axe. I've seen other axes in Common Rider, and it they, it doesn't look like other axes in Common Rider. It does not. It <laughs> it almost looks more like a warhammer or a uh, maul. Yeah, in my opinion, I can see that. But yeah. then, but then, like the shaft is like too, too like thin and stuff, and like it wouldn't hold well, up to what yeah, it doesn't matter. It's actually a sword. It looks similar, but it's not yeah. actually. The shaft uh, has like this cool like rainbow reflection effect on it when uh, the the slide thing goes along it. It's cool yeah. Looking. Yeah, but then so, Wataru controls the sword, and then he beats up the rat with the new sword. Um, it's new, therefore he has the powers to just win. Um, yep. And then he fights Saga. Um, yeah, th- then... this is the scene where he does literally have to slide the thing along the sword every time he hits anyone with it. Yeah. Like, it's... that's gotta be annoying. It's kind of weird, but okay. Um, But before he can, like, kill Saga, Mew's like, oh no, I'm gonna protect this man that I hate for some reason. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, which is Why? weird. And then, yeah, and then she, she hits Wataru, who is then untransformed. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And then they oh, all no. untransform to each other, and then everybody's revealed. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Episode so they, they all know that they all have magic powers now. Yep. Every, everybody's a fan guy. Um, the Pretty next much, episode, yeah. episode 38, is called Word I Cannot Pronounce, Mother and Child Reunion. Uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me look it up. <laughs> it's got, like, the two things over the O. I don't know how to pronounce that. Urkanig? Or Koenig? Earl Koenig? I think. Earl Koenig? Something like that? Yeah. Uh... Anyway, it's some musical thing, because that's how these episodes are named, so. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kavat talks about how everybody knows who everybody else is now, so that's fine. Um, this episode starts with Wataru just, like, noping the fuck out. And just refusing to accept that all these reveals are true. 
Um, and then he passes out. And then Jiro shows up and just looks very dejected. He's like, God damn it, again. This fucking child. <laughs> um, Taiga yells at Bishop about you know, about how he knew who Kiva is. And Bishop's like, whatever, just kill him and become the best king. And then he just like brings him. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, I know. I know where your mom is in case you want to. You want to deal with that? So it was around this point that uh, Rachel pointed out to me that um, uh, that Taiga is the Sashomaru to Wataru's Inuyasha. I was like, oh, oh shit, that is a perfect parallel. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> it's also topical because Inuyasha's coming back now, you know? Thanks, I Wait, hate what? it. Yeah, it is. What's her name wants money? But. Oh, right. They didn't ever actually finish the story, no, did they? No, now it's in the future with kids. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Shishomaru yeah. fucks. No, R- Rumiko no, Takahashi that's is the, the, that's, the, the, that's the entire point. of No, he doesn't. No, but he does. Because no, he, he has a he child. Looks, he did fuck. Uh, uh, Alright. <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah. So anyway, Bishop's doing that whole thing. He talks about uh, something about like the 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 rose of the rose of thorns is gonna try to block your path, but then you become the bestest king ever. Um, I do like that line of you, you have to go through the thorn bushes, yeah. and it's gonna hurt, but when you come out, it's a you're gonna good be line. Better. But it's weird that the rose bushes are a person. It doesn't super matter. Um, Mio is also processing what is going on, and Bishop's like, hey, just do your job and kill Kiva and become the best queen ever. He won't love you anyway, you're a filthy monster. Um, I'm gonna be very happy when Bishop dies. Mm, you're gonna have to wait a while for that. <laughs> I figured. Um, Wataru then wakes up at home and tries to just be like, oh, it was a dream. And then Jiro slaps him and is like, stop it. You're You're making your father's soul look at you poorly. Don't do that. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? What? That's what, that's what happens. Jiro's uh, yeah. like, me and your father's soul have been watching no, you. No, I'm... The, the what the fuck are you talking about? I was talking to Jiro. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Wataru's going on... Goes on for a while about... He's just totally in denial that he just found out that he's like... The girl he likes and his best friend are Fangires. Yeah. The, the very first girl he's ever felt attraction towards. That Man, even I'm s- sitting here listening to him. It's the very first girl I've seen attraction towards. Dude, you realize how many, like, first loves don't pan out? <laughs> like, dude, relax. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, yeah, and Jiro's, uh, apparently he, it seems like he agreed with, uh, Vitaru's dad that he was going to keep an eye on him or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, well, we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, in the past, Atoya is trying to comfort Yuri, I suppose, but then Yuri's like, fucking why? Like, why, why don't you just go be with Maya? Don't you want someone who can understand you? I can't understand you. And then this she throws is- things at him and then he gets knocked out. This, this situation when it's literally just Atoya, e- explain what it was. Fuck, explain it. Y- y- just Yuri's not super good at using just her words. It. Explain yeah. what you felt and what you were doing, and it should probably end up okay. 
But yeah. no, because it's have to. No, nobody actually fucking talks. Bro, because shit. the okay thing at the okay thing at this point would be demonstrating in media how a breakup can happen and be okay. Because like that's 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 what <laughs> the show is like, pointing to. Do they like, really, I don't know if they need to break up at this point. Like, but he, like he we know say, at some point, like okay, yeah, I they break up because Wataru. But, uh, like, he says that, like, yes, uh, she understands, like, the aspect of him that cares about music, but, like, he really cares about Yuri, and, like, that's more important to him, and, like, that's nice. Why isn't that good enough for her? But, uh, whatever. Because Atoya never actually took the time to... If Atoya had literally just taken the time and taken Yuri aside and said, look, this woman is helping me build... A violin. No, you know what? That's I good can't, enough for me. I can't even fully put this in Atoya's fault. Yuri has no, not said. Really, it's the writer's fault. It's not even the character's fault. It's it's oh, it it's Inuyasha's fault. And it's that, the neither fault. of them are explaining that it is okay to have multiple aspects of your life. Like that's fine. I mean, yeah, they they just needed to talk. It, it, this is a situation of literally just talk. But I, but then literally just sit down and have a conversation. There's also like the, the edit thing where like where Atoya is trying to talk and Yuri's like, "I'm not listening to you." And now I'm knocking you out with the flower face. Okay, but we need to talk about the seven five three shirt. Ah, uh, do we have to? <laughs> I can't believe it's, I never saw this pun coming. It's so good. <laughs> this this Nago this, this is low key a fun boy. white BFI's reference. Is it? What? Why is seven five three a a fives so, thing? Seven five three isn't specifically a fives thing, but all of the all man fives background, all of the fives transformation things use cell phones, or if you're Delta, use a voice thing. But all of them have a three character numerical code with it. So like fives is five 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 because okay. the fives when you do that it makes it fives, and then Kaiza is um nine one three. Oh okay. And uh, Delta is three three three, but you never see it because it's a voice activated phone thing. Yeah, same same writer though, so yeah. plausible that it's a reference. I mean, also like, so that I I also that's why I think it's a reused idea because like the Ixa burst mode uses the cell phone and the three characters to change into it. And it wouldn't be surprised. Right. It wouldn't be surprised that he reuses fucking ideas. Uh, anyway, in case you don't know Japanese, Nago San is seven five three. So, so you can always have my name on your chest. So if you wear a shirt that says seven five three, you're literally wearing Nago's name on your chest. I I actually like this weird dorky Nago, and I would be happy with him if we hadn't had the entire rest of the show of him being an ass. Wait, Ugh. fuck. What? I I know this comes back to the first step being acceptance, but this change happened after he met Maya. It wasn't it. Yeah. And quote unquote fell in love with her from one view. Yeah. Well, so anyway, after that scene, they introduce an extremely cool looking Fangire. Whoa, whoa, we gotta back up and like go through that scene fully. <laughs> we didn't oh, even I... explain how there was a sh- why Nago was there in a shirt. Oh uh, right, right. But Megumi is just trying to be cute with uh, Kengo, and Kengo's just like, "Can you go away?" And then Nago comes in and is like, "All right." I've I'm now just decided I'm gonna be your coach because you won't let me be Ixa. And then the the shirt thing that Chris went into happens. And then Nago gets punched again because that's what happens. 
That's the only way that Kango knows how to interact with people anymore. Yeah, he dumps a drink on his head, which yeah. is like, come on, bud. So then there's really super really cool really Reaper fan guy. We can now yeah. talk about this cool fan guy. Uh, what animal is he? I would say he's a jackal because he's uh looking like a reaper. His yeah, uh his sense. head thing looks kind of like a like a Hercules beetle or something. That looks though. like a jackal. It's got like the pointy ears. No, but like he's got serrated teeth coming up like right next along the sides of his helmet. Like yeah, a like a jackal. Does. Like a big old <laughs> dog grin. <laughs> I I actually can see the jackal thing, especially cuz jackals are oftentimes associated with like yeah, Death. I was okay. being a jerk about the teeth part, but the rest of it, I do like legitimately. I'm like, no, that's a jackal. It's got wings again, but okay. Well, I think that's just because they're a fangire, what? quote unquote, vampire. What? It's clearly got a cloak with what? wings on it. The fucking wiki says it's a mantis. Okay, Wh- yeah, what? mantis makes sense. It's got like big antenna and stuff. I thought this I mean, one was very insectoid, so yeah. Uh, mine, mine makes way more sense. Yeah, but praying I, mantises actually like have giant scythe hands, though. Yeah, but they do. he's I carrying know. a giant scythe, I, like I a think, jackal. I think Garrett. What is <laughs> it? What do you think a jackal is? Where fucking what's her name has a jackal form and has a scythe. Is this like a gazebo situation? You know jackals are dogs, Garrett, right? I'm aware of what jackals are. <laughs> okay. They do not have scythes because they are dogs. No, but no, but in like Egyptian lore, that's totally a thing where there's like the jackal people with the scythes. It is. Oh, I, I think it, okay, I see what you're saying now. <laughs> Garrett, I think it's a thing where we are having the idea where if Inoue was actually a good writer this would have been a jackal. Well, but it's no, not, but, and he's not. No, but but Valkyrie has jackal form, and it looks just like you're, that. You're right. Who's Valkyrie? From Zero One. Oh, okay, I haven't gotten to that far yet. But is Inoue doing any... Is, does Inoue have any part of Zero One? Okay, hold on. Let me, let me um, see this. So I've, I've decided after looking up what Inoue has done, I'm not allowed to tell you if any, Inoue has worked on something. <laughs> has he done like oh, most of the Comrider shows we're gonna watch? <laughs> no, it's just we, we, if it comes Garrett. To that it, doesn't look anything like this guy. This I guy has like a bunch of little insect insect bits on him. Whatever it looks, he's like got a jackal. like little nodules and spikes sticking off of him and serrated parts. Like jackal. Jackals are smooth because they're fucking dogs, Garrett. <laughs> I, I agree with the jackal thing. But we gotta move on. Keep Neither going. of you yeah. know what we, animals we, are. We, we, you know what? You don't know what a rat is, so... they Rats don't have beaks! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the fucking Reaper Fangire, that's his name now, he gets a dead Fangire from the sea, um, and that's the scene. And then Tiger goes to visit his mom, and he's like, Hey mom, did you fuck a human? <laughs> hey, mama, you get some of that human dick. Um, and then uh, I don't and blame then, you. They're pretty cute. And then Tyga chokes her, which then match cuts with her being choked in the past. And Maya's like, "Oh, your father was like this." Man, women get choked a lot in this show. Yeah. Um, it doesn't actually look like it's bothering her this time, though. <laughs> like she's not worried about it. I mean, she was never she. 
of all the times she's choked, she's never worried about it. Past King is like, stop fucking with this man. And she's like, you know what? Latoya's my prey, and I'll fucking kill him myself. You just leave it to me. Um, Don't worry, boo. Hmm? Don't worry, boo. It's fine. Yeah. I, um, I'm... I do kind of like that she had, like, a kid with this guy, but they're not really going to play that angle at all. Like, he's not going to be like, you have to be loyal to me. He just is mad that she's dating Yeah, because I, 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 I guess the, I think it's because they believe that, like, love is not a thing you do. So uh, the act of it. that whole stuff doesn't mean anything as it would to humans. So yeah, the next scene much... is introduced with 2008 being written in the sky, and that's really weird because they have not been signaling time period changes at all very much. Yeah, yeah they've they've been doing that again for a while. It's it's been happening a couple times, and it's very strange to see. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, now they're integrating the time period dates like into the scene instead of just having them be uh, like a transition. Right. Um, so yeah, with Taru and Mio meet up to try to figure things out before Taya comes in and is like, no, no, no. F- fuck whatever you're doing. I have an answer. Come with me. Um, And then we go back to the past. We swap like back and forth a bunch at this point. So if I combine pieces, just whatever. No, it's fine. It's a thing that happens. Um, So then Maya like, confronts old Bishop in the past. He's like, stop being a fucking tattletale, you shitty person. <laughs> and then Bishop's like, well, if you keep doing this, you're going to end up in hell. And Maya's like, eh, whatever. Hell sounds fine. Um, it, it, it's very much a thing of like, stop, stop being your own person and just follow the rules. Yeah. Well, and you like an old bishop, like, kind of goes into like the, oh, you know, you'll be stripped of your power and you'll be weak, etc., yeah. etc. Et and and then this will cuts... probably come after you, yeah, which is an important then... setup for that happening in the next scene. Yes, it's it's basically the setup for what happens in the next next scene because I guess. No one ever really super touched on, but Maya's depowered, I guess, so that... I don't know, is she just human now? I don't know. It's very weird. Like, what? How, what? Her face is super pale, and, like, her eyes always look kind of weird. But, like, that, like, starts to get, like, fixed the more we see her, so... Right. But, okay, so, so Reaper guy brings, like, uh, the warthog dude back to life here? Yeah. We're just going to talk about how, like, how Maya pulled, like, the, the solid snake thing, right? A little bit. She's put on an eye patch. No, where, where she evades the fan guy with stealth. Oh, right. Yeah, I was like, if if it was the eye patch, that's Big Boss, not Solid Snake. Yeah. yeah. Um, So that happens, but then Tiger's like, all right, all right, Wataru, I brought you to this cave. Go in, go in there and see this important person. And then Wataru goes in there, and he's like, oh, shit, it's Mom. Um, but before before we get to do things with that, uh, Kengo gets to be Ixa finally, and unfortunately, he's like good at being Ixa. Also, he's fighting he's fighting a resurrected puppet. Also, yeah, but even even like later on when he's fighting like the jellyfish, like Kengo's like good at being Ixa, which sucks. It is weird. Yeah, um, I don't know. He's, he felt like to be about as good as Nago was. Yeah, he he isn't really any different when he does it than well, Nago I mean, used to be. Technically, he is as good as Nago post Nago development, where because he's not getting like blown back by the gun or anything. That's true. Um. Oh yeah, and Nago's there, quote unquote, coaching the entire time. 
but you know he, he gets up. punched again or something. It's normal. Well, it's he shows up with like a little <sighs> cart that has a loudspeaker on it. Yeah, and he's like yelling out instructions and coaching to Kengo as he fights. Yeah, and Kengo's just and doing Kengo's response is to shut the fuck up and shoot at Nago. Yeah. Uh, Dude, that seems like you would get fired real fast for doing I that I mean, shit. he does get fired, just not for that. <laughs> That's true. Um, so yeah, so um, Lataro and Maya have a moment before Maya's like, whoa, actually you're not supposed to be here. What are you doing here? But then this is bad. they have a flashback where Maya leaves Wataru to live on his own. It doesn't like explain anything. It's just kind of just the scene they put in. Yeah, it's very right. Well, weird. she says this is to protect you, and along with the fact that they just introduced that Fangires are coming after her, I assume she didn't want Wataru to get killed by Fangires who were trying to yeah. kill her. Yeah. So that's why she had him live away from her. The real thing of this is is the brother reveal is dropped for Wataru and Taiga. So now they got yep. that going for them. Um, but then, <sighs> like, the Reaper Fangire comes up. And summons just some more fangires, but then like with Tyro and Taiga team up, and then they just win. Yeah, but then like in the past, uh, that old king guy he finds Jiro, and he's like, "Oh, the last of the Wolfen race, I should murder you," and then he transforms into Dark Kiva and attempts to murder Jiro, which goes pretty well for him. His Kavat says part. it's extinction time. He says, "Rejoice, it's extinction time." Oh man, I... it's like. It's like kind of Waz esque, but no, it's a, it's not a, one of the good of Waz. It's not Iwai. It's uh, he does Yorokobe, which is uh, uh, Kotomine from Fate does Yorokobe Shonen. Oh yeah, the Waz Iwai is way better. <laughs> it is, but yes, the Kavat. I think that's Kavat the second, and the Wataru Kavat is Kavat the third. Yes, I believe so. Uh, but yeah, Dark got- Dark Kiva is a thing. Dark Kiva's Dark Kiva is super cool looking. It has the same color scheme as uh Okay, basically it's Emperor Kiva but repainted to have the Dracula colors from Castlevania. It is yeah. Doesn't it like it's, uh, also have like weird like helmet wings? Yes. Yeah, it does also have wings on top of the helmet, that's true. It is Emperor Kiva going through his goth phase. Which is all the time. Yeah, a little bit. Because, I mean, what's more goth than vampire? Vampire uh, kings are pretty goth, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's an intentional Castlevania reference, but I thought it looked kind of like one. Yeah. I don't know. I was playing some Castlevania Dracula X today because the TurboGrafx-16 arrived at my house. And, yeah, oh boy. Good, good Castlevania. Oh, yeah. I've been playing Symphony lately since Rachel's never seen that one. Oh, yeah. Symphony's so good. Yeah, I mean, it's no Super Metroid, but... Symphony's way better than Super Metroid. <laughs> Them be fighting words. Uh, I'll have that fight if you want. <sighs> we should finish it. this episode first. Yeah. This is a reminder that whether or not the hosts remember, I do still have the list of topics they have said they will do specials on eventually. So these two fight about which is the better Metroidvania is going on that list. Thanks, guys. Moving on. Um. Yeah, so now we can shout and let it all out. Because it's um, the episode's called Shout Tank uh, Targeted Brother. Um, Kavat recaps about brothers and reunion with mom. Oh, like Kavat recaps are just like boring now. I'm not learning 
Yeah, he doesn't give us factoids anymore. He's just like, man, we sure ended on a dramatic note last time, right? Do you know what was great? Factoids. I did like his miss... factoids. Remember we... I miss his factoids. Remember when we learned about the internet browser Vivaldi? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, so Dark Kiva is like, I'll make everyone who gets in my way go extinct. Yeah. Uh, Pajiro escapes. What a shock. I mean, again, like, yeah. the past doesn't have super amount of drama, because I'm like, Gerald's alive in the future. He can't yeah, die. It, it, it's kind of a failing of this show, where it's any time in the past where they show any of the characters we've seen in the future being in danger, any feeling of danger is gone, because we know they survive. Yeah. Yeah, the like one time they subverted that was with Rook. Like, they're not gonna die. We know that already. Well, the one time they subverted that was... With Maya, because like she just showed up in the in the present one to one episode. That's true. And we're just like, oh shit, she's not dead. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Jiro escapes Dark Kiva in the past. Um, Lutaro and Taiga. Dark Kiva's uh, Kavat looks extremely cool. I love his color scheme. Yeah. Um, Lutaro and Taiga are just like so we're brothers. And then Taiga's like, yes, but you're half Fangire. And then, and then the past, King runs into Ricky and Merman, and then Jiro shows up, and they get, in, and then Darkiva gets in a fight with all three of the monsters, but then they just get wrecked again. But, but luckily they escape. Um, uh, you missed the incredibly important detail that they're selling stone roasted sweet potatoes for their new job. I guess. So yeah, yeah. Do tell me how that's important. Uh, in a later scene, when Ricky transforms into the Frankenstein guy, he is holding a sweet potato for a minute, and he eats it as it. And he eats it to trigger his transformation. <laughs> yeah, I I actually like that touch, but it's not it's a very cute. <laughs> All right, um, and then Yuri is looking for Maya, and Toya's like, "Can can you stop?" And then Wataru is is moping about. Uh, uh, he's he's moping about moping. what he is, I guess. And then an illusion of Maya comes comes in and is like, doesn't fucking matter. You have the blood of a Toya in you, and that's the important part. I was a little unclear on, like, wait, did Wataru not think he was related to the Fangires at all? Apparently. that would be extremely weird if he didn't think The show so. is playing yeah, no. it that way. Yeah, uh, that's weird. I can't believe no, that never occurred to him. He's just a normal human. Yep. Um. But yeah, so Queen says that, and then she says that she should strive to be like him, and just says all these all these lies about how how good Atoya is. <laughs> um. And then in the past, Yuri finally finds Maya, and and like for five minutes, she's like, "I want to ask you this question, but I gotta, I gotta sit here and contemplate it really hard." Well, Maya like evaporates in the future too, and I didn't know what the heck that meant. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I'm like at first I'm like, is Maya just dead now? But then I just yeah. chalked it up to I'm like, I guess this is an illusion. Is she is she dead? Did she like psychically project herself to him? Was he imagining that? I have no idea. Yeah, same. Um, so before Yuri can ask her a question, all of the monster trio shows up and it's like, all right, guys, we'll capture Queen and then use her as a shield for the king. And then Which, Maya's like, know, not a bad idea. Yeah, until Maya's like, you know, I'm actually super strong, right? <laughs> it's 
like, I can also kick your asses. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, like, Yuri didn't know Maya was a fangire until now. Shock. Gasp. Um, So, Wataru decides, he's like, alright. Alright, Nago, I've called you here to tell you that I want to tell everybody that I'm Kiva. And Nago's like, this is amazing. Don't worry, I will set this up for you. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that seems like a pretty good decision, actually. Wataru's going to tell them that he's related to the Fangires, and they're all going to like figure out what that means and how that might be able to help them in their quest to stop people from getting murdered. Uh, yeah, none of that, that sure happens. Nice. Everyone just flips out about it. And it's yeah. <laughs> they kind of just laugh at Wataru, and they're like, no, you're not. And then Nago's like, no, so- no, no, he actually is. He totally is. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And then Wataru's like, oh, I'm also half Fangire, by the way. And, and everybody's like, oh, unacceptable. And then afterwards, he meets with Shima on a bridge. I just want to note that this is on like a rock bridge. Yeah, it's, it's, on a, it's on a narrow bridge. It's important that it's on a bridge. Because Shima is then like, so Wataru, what are you going to do? And Wataru's like, I want to be the bridge between humans and fangires. <laughs> and Shima's like, and you know, that's a good idea. I'll help you out with that. Fuck Shima. Yeah, Shima starts to be really fucking weird in these episodes. I, I don't even know how we get to how Shima gets here. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, In the past, Yuri's like, hey, Atoya, uh, Maya's a fangire. And, yeah, I know. And Atoya's like, yeah, yeah, I knew. That's fine. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> and then he gets slapped. Um, and then Shima is is shown taking a shower, reflect, reflecting back to a time that Taiga attacked him in the past, and he's got scars. Um, and he's like, "Fucking tired. Human and fangires can't coexist." Also, we need to talk about how I'm dumb. And at the beginning of the scene, there are what are actually Shima's like swimming goggles on the ground. But the first, like, two times I watched it, I'm like, why is there just a bra there? <laughs> I <laughs> oh also my, thought that at first, too, so don't blame yourself. It's Karen. not a bra? No, no it's, it's swim goggles. It's definitely goggles. Okay. Oh, wait. The camera is very close to me? them, so it looks like a bra. No, I thought, it, I, was, I thought it was a bra right up until you told me it was swim goggles right now. And I was just like, all right, Shima, you do you. <laughs> oh, what? man. I'm glad I wasn't alone. <laughs> But, like, because when I watched the scene, I'm like, this doesn't track. So then I went back, and I'm like, oh. Oh, so Shima, yeah, after Shima's flashback to getting beaten up by Taiga, he, we see his back, and he's got, like, these big scars on his back. Yeah. Because Taiga had used, like, big evil snakes. Yeah, remember? I told you that Taiga was a snake vanguard. You didn't want to listen to me, though. I don't remember, but I, I believe you. Okay, so they play this, like... Okay, Shima's mad because he knew that Taiga was half-human, half-fangire. No, Taiga's and... not half-human. Oh, right, he's not half-human, half-fangire. Taiga he's is full-fangire. But, like, he was asked to keep an eye on him by Maya, I'm guessing? Yeah. And, yeah, this part gets weird because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense with how, like, we see... And how we're even introduced to Taiga. Because, like, the deer-fangire was also asked that, and he was doing that when we first met Taiga. Right. So, why is Shima mad at Taiga? I mean, I get that he attacked him, but, like, why wasn't he 
Like, why did he have an emotional investment in Taiga? Right, I get. How did they get involved? We don't know yet. The show has not explained. It's very confusing. Um, so then we get, we get like these weird two, I, I guess parallel scenes. Parallel is probably not the right word, but it's like it's the same setting in daylight, and then it's the same setting at night, and then instead of Taiga, it's Mio. Otherwise, it's pretty much the same thing. Right. Yeah. So it is. Is both Taiga and Mio coming to Wataru and going, "Hey, yeah, hey, you should join our side." Except, well, Taiga is like, "Join our side, and then everything you can be my right hand man, and everything will be great." And Mio's response is, "Hey, yo, kill Taiga." <laughs> yeah, and it feels very out of character for Mio to just come up and be apparently okay with murder out of nowhere. Yeah. Although that may just be, wait, I can see it being hand waved. It's like, well, she's a fan guy, or why wouldn't she be okay oh, with it? I want to get back to that, but I want to go back to the Taiga part first, because Taiga's like, you know, fuck humans. Humans are just food and shit. So, insight to to fan guy lore, boom. Uh, yeah, they're they're vampires. Yeah, yeah, they're vampires. <laughs> Confirmed. Just, dude, you do do you not? You, I guess. I guess when their entire thing of, like, we're not going to do anything that contributes towards the expansion of humanity, I guess they completely ignored any lessons on animal husbandry. Like, <laughs> you, you fucking you fucking take care of your food source. Right. Right. Don't, don't abuse them and be shitty towards them, because then they run out and you'll die. I guess also maybe don't have sex with your food source is a reasonable prohibit prohibition in this conception, yeah. though. In but theory, maybe, maybe, maybe don't fuck that cow. <laughs> I um, mean, doesn't seem like a good idea. But the Mio thing, like, the weirdest part is like when she's like kill Tiger, she's like smiling, and it's it's kind of she, man. Man, I don't want to use it's the creepy. I don't want to use the buzzword. I don't want to use the the Yandere buzzword, but I'm gonna use it. And it's Yandere, uh, not Yandere, but even whatever occurred to, occurred to me. But yeah, maybe a little. It's Feels just super out of left field to have her be like, let's, uh, let's just murder Taiga. I'm yeah. <laughs> her, her being super okay with murder all of a sudden. Well, because it's like, I, I love Wataru. Wataru's actually a fanguyer like me. That means I can be with Wataru. It won't be against the rules. I won't have to get hunted and murdered. We just need to kill Taiga. Uh, and I'm like, does she think that killing Taiga would be good because he's evil? Because he kills people? She doesn't give any reasoning why this it's... would be different than her previous opposition to killing well, people. Well, I think it's, Cause... if if you kill the king, you get to then be the king. And he's just in the way. Oh, shit. It's, um, oh, Riddick. Who are the people of the Chronicles of Riddick? Ne oh, you keep what you kill. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the necro, necro dudes. In Chronicles yeah, of Riddick. <laughs> you keep... Riddick's actual race of people. Uh, the Necro Necro Lords or whatever they were the called. The Necro What's-Its. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Wataru turns both of them down. Um, and then... Because, like, yeah, good. And then Taiga goes to meet up with his bro Bishop and is like, Hey, uh, awaken the, van the Fankire blood in Wataru because uh, he's going to be my right-hand man. 
replacing you as my right-hand man. You can be my left-hand man, I guess. And then during that, Shima's like, by the way, we're killing Kiva. Um, Nago's going to be Ixa. And Megumi and Nago, we got these special bullets from uh, Kuga that are good at <laughs> killing fangires. So, yeah, we got yeah, some of those it. special bullets imported from every other Common Rider show that are good at killing the monster. Yeah. And then... I, I'm still not sure how to parse the... So Nago meets up with Mataru and is like, Hey, I thought everything was cool, but then you're a half fangire. Now I must defeat you next time. But then... Afterwards, Nago's like, I'm definitely going to save you. I was just... Yeah, I'm super unclear on the why Wataru being half fangire has changed everyone's opinion. I, it's only changed Shiba's opinion. Well, yeah, but Nago makes it sound like it changed his opinion, too. Yeah, so, okay, so, I I hate this because it, it makes, like it makes Nago racism. seem good, which is weird, but I, I think the purpose of this scene was this was Nago's way to tell Wataru that this was happening. That might be true. Uh... It it does also make Megumi seriously think about shooting Wataru. Like, she doesn't eventually, but she thought about it. Yeah, I mean, N- Nago doesn't shoot Wataru either. Right. Ne- Nago shoots at Kengo. Yeah, fucking go, go Nago. Yeah, good job, Nago. Like, like you're bad for like 30 episodes, but... <laughs> you're, you're turning it around. You're good turning job. it around. <laughs> um, So that happens... Do that. Um, Reaper goes after Maya. Wataru shows up and kills them all. We haven't talked about the sword finisher yet. Um, oh, just... where he like when he does the sword cocking thing, it makes it turn red. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the same thing as sagas, where like he'll do the thing, he makes his sword red, and then they die when like he makes the red go away. Yeah, oh, just yeah. a bit. Um, yeah, it's like the sheathing the katana and the dude falls apart thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Wataru beats up Reaper. It goes well. But then Kengo comes, and then they fight. And then Nago and Megumi come up. They're like, oh man, we gotta, sh- we gotta shoot Kiva. We gotta do the thing. And Megumi's like, you know what? Actually, no. And then Nago shoots Kengo. And Kengo's like, what the fuck, Nago? And Nago's just like, ah, f- fucking hand slipped. Uh, yeah, sorry, and, dude. I'm just thinking, like, Butaru must really not want to kill Ixa at this point, because, like, his power level should be, like, way, way over yeah. what Ixa's capable of at right. this point. Well, yeah, right? I don't even think, like, Ixa, I don't even think, like, Butaru's trying to fight. Yeah. It doesn't, like, I think he knows it's Kengo, and he's just like, oh, no, but Kengo is still my friend, even though... He's kind he of an abusive shit towards me. Uh, yeah, so then Bishop and Taiga come up. Uh, Bishop fucking just wrecks Ixa and um, then awakens the Fangire blood in Wataru, which makes like his, his like visor thing do like the stained glass thing that the Fangires do. It's a very cool effect. It's pretty what cool, fuck? yeah. And then he uh, goes to attack Megumi and Dago. That ends that episode. Yeah, the episode cuts right there. Dramatic. 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 Um, and then, in case you were wondering, um, Nago Ixa explosively returns in this episode called Encore. Nago Ixa explosively returns. 
<laughs> what a name. Yeah, it's, in I'm, case you I'm were just some... in, in case the thing that you were most wanting to see and most interested in was more Ixa stuff. Like if if I read this episode title like 10 episodes ago, I would have been pissed. <laughs> but the power of context is making me be like, "Thank actually, thank you." Yeah, I'm actually like, "No, yeah. that's good actually." Now it's not Kango anymore, and that's kind of good. Um uh, Kvats just like, uh, Wataru Fangire. Um, and then fucking somehow Naga, Nago gets Wataru to suppress his Fangire side. Just by yelling Wataru's name. But like the fact that Nago did it. They're What's, friends now, what, I guess. Yeah, it's, Wataru has always kind of looked up to Naga. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. He has always kind of thought of him as like a mentor type. But like... Megumi was like her was his first friend. Yeah, but she's a lady. Yeah, I know. I know you're right. He just he just needed a minute. He just needed a minute to stop flipping out. Um, but then Wataru's like, "Oh shit! Everything went bad. I'm running away." Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, everything is terrible. Yeah, everything is awful. Everything sucks when you're a vampire. Everything's not cool. I am so depressed. Um. So at at the gym base hideout thing, Kengo's like, "Well, Nago sucks," and Nago's like, "Well, whatever. Shut up." Wataru's gonna take care of himself because his human and Fangar sites are fighting, and he'll destroy himself. And then Nago Which... leaves that meeting. He's like, "Don't worry, Wataru. I'll save you." Nago leaves that meeting into a scene that has extremely cool color grading. (laughs) Nago is being portrayed as a hero, and it would be cool. But, like, he kind of just is now. Yeah, he's an entirely different character. It's fucking weird. He's He's had no reason to be this way. Like, nothing has happened to make me think... I mean, this he, would happen. he has been, for the entire show, he has been stupid, and things kept going badly because of his stupidity, and then at some point he just realized that was happening, and was like, oh, oh, oh maybe I should stop I sh- that. Maybe I should stop being an asshole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird. Uh, uh, anyway, like the he he uh like he's standing on a building looking out over the city that's lit like bright orange in a a dramatic sunset, and he's like, "Wataru, I'll definitely save you." Yeah, and then okay, dude, and then Mio and Taiga have a date where they talk about how they're totally gonna get Wataru on their side because now the humans will totally reject Wataru because he did this thing. And then we're going to marry and everything's going to be fucking perfect. Oh boy. Uh, Hooray. Hooray. And then Wataru is back home and reverted to episode one Wataru. And Shizuka's there. And she's not helping. Um, Oh yeah, Shizuka is a character that exists still. Yeah, like, are we ever going to get an explanation for Shizuka? No. Ever? No. Uh, it doesn't seem like it. I guess she was just someone who met him and just, you know, decided to befriend him. That's And then decided, I'm your mom, which is a little fucking creepy. Yeah. It is weird, yeah. Which, like, now in my notes, I have to specify 
who I am referring to as mom when I use mom in my notes. Mom, not Mayo. <laughs> did I just call her Mayo? Yeah. I did. <laughs> Mayo. Whoops. Um, so then in the past, Yuri's at a pier reflecting on the previous events of the last episode before Maya shows up and Yuri's like, let's fucking throw down. But then Atoya come shows up and is like, hey, let's not do this. How about we have this picnic I made for you? <laughs> and Yuri's like, fuck you and leaves. I, I do like, like they have this extremely dramatic scene where they're, inter- they're like giving their names to each other. I, I do kind of like how Toya just drops in and is like, how about picnic instead? Yeah. It's, it's one of the better Toya moments we've had in a while, I think. So his attempts at diffusing the tension are admirable, if a bit stupid. I mean, but like, Atoya.txt. Yeah, no, that's about right. Yeah, but uh, Yuri's just having none of communication and talking, so she leaves. So then Atoya and Maya have a picnic instead. <laughs> and Maya's like, don't worry, so- I won't kill Yuri. I think she's innocent and cute. And I stole something way more precious than killing her. And Atoya's like, huh? And I'm like, Atoya's like, fucking what's, moron. What's, what's that? I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's fucking yeah. stupid, completely oblivious guy in the relationship stereotype. And then and then King's just like watching him. Being a fucking weirdo. Yeah. So then so then Taiga on his motorcycle meets up with Shima in his car. And then they have a conversation because they have a history. Yeah, apparently. this history came out of fucking nowhere. It was just one of the weirdest elements of these episodes to me. Your mom told me to take care of you. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. What about the There's moose? There's also that. Was, was that not him? And then and then Shima like, attempts to have like this sick burn where he's like, I'd offer you some food, but I know you don't eat. Oh, well, you just never offered me anything that was up to my taste. Yeah. I mean, it was an attempt at a sick burn. After that, there's this extremely goofy slash awesome scene where uh, Gact is stalking Atoya. Oh, no, but before that, like, there's the part where Shima's like, how about we team up and take down Kiva? And then Taiga's like, fuck you, he's my brother and a fangire. But yeah, then then the thing happens. You You can talk about it now. Uh, I, he, like, appears behind him, and Atoya's like, oh, someone following me? Then he's in front of him, and he walks by him. And, like, his footprints in the... Like, he puts... He makes footprints in the concrete, and then they light on fire. Yeah. It's extremely goofy, but kind of awesome. Yeah. And then there's a scene where Wataru kicks Shizuka out, and, like, he put, like, barbed wire and stuff on his doors. Um, And then at the gym base place, uh, Kengo gets fired... But Kengo's like, no, fuck you, I'm not fired. And then he goes to beat up a jellyfish fangire. And I swear to God, this isn't jellyfish. I, I also was like, I think it's a squid or a jellyfish or something. I I could see jellyfish easily. I yeah. have to look now, because I'm just not sure how <laughs> animals work anymore. Yeah, you don't know what animals look like. Whatever, so you, you don't know what a rat check. is. What's a sea where was the sea? What was the scene where? What's a sea moon? Taiga, a sea moon. That's what I... it's called. It's called a sea moon fangire. Sea moon. I guess it's a type of jellyfish. Sea moon. Uh, there's apparently a band called Sea Moon. 
That's cool. Uh, if you put in Sea Moon into Google, you get a bunch of anime fan art. <gasps> All right. Oh, you do. Uh, where was where was the scene where Taiga said I'd make or I'd love with Haru? Oh, it was the one where he told Shima like "fuck you, I'm not killing Kiva." Yeah, that it's kind of. I'm watching this and I'm going, "Oh, yep, no, it's it very much feels like." he's doesn't actually understand it felt more romantic than brotherly yeah and it felt creepy so I, it's a sea moon is a jellyfish i'm calling it and not just because <laughs> in like the first page of google results i see the sea moon fan <laughs> <laughs> so um if they can make up things i can make up what animal it is that works sea moon fan guy okay um so so yeah so kengo goes to beat up the jellyfish vanguard when he gets fired but then bishop shows up and is like nah fuck you you suck and then nago shows up and he's like oh shit i'm gonna call wataru and then wataru's busy being a shut-in and then kavat has to answer the phone and then put on put okay, Nago on speaker. Okay, are indeed a type of jellyfish. It's a right, specific good. kind of jellyfish. So <laughs> I do like it's the phone is ringing and Wataru just kind of huck picks it up, opens it, and hucks it behind yeah. him. You don't want no phone. And Nago's like, no, but you have to come, Wataru. And then and then Bishop hey. Bishop like eeks a shitty, and Nago's like, what'd you just fucking say about Ixa? And then he tackles what'd Bishop. What did you say about my toy? Yeah, what did you say about my toy? And then and then Bishop like goes to kill Nago with a sword all super slow like. But then at the last second the blade stops and the camera pulls away to show Wataru. Wataru oh, is blocking hooray. his sword with his own sword. Yeah. Wataru's the hero, just like we knew that would happen. Yeah, Nago's like, I knew you would come, Wataru. I believed in you. And Wataru's like, No, I actually just came to told you I'm not doing this anymore. Uh Tum Tumagumi, sorry. This is the last time I'm going to help you. Right, I'm going to put my toys in a cage. Uh, having, seeing uh, Kavat and Tatsulat in a cage is very sad to me. Like, I thought it was, was kind of genuinely upsetting. I was like, my guys. My poor little guys. Yeah, just a bit. Because, they're, you know, they're just very... Tatsulat and Kavat have been nothing but supremely like supportive. And Tatsulat's so of... good. Yeah, they've been supremely supportive this entire time, and now it's just like, nah, fuck off. Oh, holy! I forgot to talk about my favorite, my favorite thing in these episodes. So when, so after Kiva gets the sword, whenever he then now needs the sword, he just shoots it out of his Talak gauntlet on his arm. It's very fun. Oh yeah, yeah. And the fact that he just like projects like this giant sword, like a railgun rail or something, is is amazing. <laughs> Um, it's pretty but, great, yeah. But yeah, but but then they're locked up, and he threw the violin in the fireplace. The fireplace isn't like, on I, fire, I, but yeah, I was half expecting him to like set it on fire. I was wondering if he was he going to, yeah. Um, yeah. So then Nago attempts to cheer Megumi up with bad, optimistic sayings that are He's all the same saying. One after another. Yeah, these these are all the same saying, right? Yeah, pretty much. And then Megumi's like, they, "What got into you?" And Nago's like, wild instinct. Yeah, I don't know. It it feels like Nago is self-aware now. 
I, I think his wild instinct thing is supposed to be parallel to when Megumi would say woman's instinct earlier in the show. Yeah, no, that feels right. <laughs> and it's supposed to be like now they understand each other sort of thing. Nago, what happened? How did you get here? It's I, he really yeah, the right people punched him for being an idiot enough that he decided he should stop doing that. No, he he got literal brain damage. I guess. He got hit hard enough that he, something got knocked loose in his brain, and now he's an actual competent, interesting character. Queen stepped on him so hard that he got brain damage. It just it awoke something in yeah. him. Uh, so then they all go to Wataru's Home Alone house. <laughs> yeah, where it is now got barbed wire over the fe- over the front gate, and it's super chained up. Also, the reference that Rachel made to Home Alone. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they do that, there's shenanigans there, um, and then in the past, Yuri's like, alright, Maya, we're gonna fight, and then, and then she fights, but Maya's just like, nah, I'm good, and, she, and then she rose teleports away. Yeah, she does the th- the thing where she just, like, ducks out of the way of all of, uh, of Yuri's attacks, all cool, like. Yeah, she's a lover, not a it- fighter. She's a kung fu master. It very much feels like, oh, look at this cute little. Ki- oh, he's gonna try and hit me. Oh, it's so I mean, cute. she does get hit. Like it does, like the thing where like she, Yuri like throws her blade at her and it like it cuts her across the cheek. Yeah, just a tiny little, little scrape. I mean, which, to be fair, most anybody's done to Queen in the show. Yeah, that's true. That is the closest anyone has gotten to actually harming Queen. Um. So then, like, we come back, and there's, like, this slow walk with Nago and Ixa to fight the jellyfish. And that goes well for a while, but then Bishop shows up and starts winning. And then, and like... then Sagatcha, Saga shows up. Yeah, and then Taiga shows up Sagat to shows just up. beat up Nago even <laughs> S- more. Sagat from Street Fighter does not show up. There's no... Tiger there's knee. no giant white tie guy. Tiger knee. Tiger uppercut. <laughs> Man, that would make the show so much better. Tiger, uh, Tiger yeah. Flame. Common Rider Saga shows up and does his finisher on Nago Azixa. Uh And Wataru is just sitting in his house trying to distract himself from the bloody rose that is, like, yelling at him. Uh, and then a bright light envelops him and he turns into a child. And the episode ends. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if this is literally he's morphed into a child or it's trying to portray that he is so trapped inside his own head he's act he's basically reverted to childlike right. person. Yeah, I didn't know if this was a flashback or he was just like remembering how he felt as a child or if he is literally physically turned into a child. My money I... is on flashback. Yeah, the episode just ends know. right there. I there is some of the we see child Wataru in um the preview for next episode. So I'm 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 halfway suspicious. No, he's actually reverted to a child for some reason. Yeah. Uh, is Nago in the preview for the next episode? Did he die? No, there was a no, thing he's alive. for him. Oh, okay. Because, uh, like, we don't see him again after Saga does his, like, uh, hanging finisher thing on him, so. Yeah. Presumably he's pretty fucked up. Just a bit. It's good that the Ixa system does not have to be, like, repaired from when people wearing it are attacked. Yeah. I, I get the feeling that, like, the suit itself isn't actually, like, it, it feels like it's almost 
a hard light system. No, because Maybe. that'd be or cool, and I'd have to like it. Where the suit isn't an actual thing. Where it's just a construct. Yeah. But man, being able to make that hard light construct with however... How fucking small was the original Eats' memory? Uh, 50 gigs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris, you didn't see this. When I was looking on the, the Kamen Rider wiki before, though... Um, apparently there's, like, official, like, hardware specs for the EXO units. Uh, what? And, like, EXO 1.0 runs, like, on a sub, like, 1 gigahertz, like, CPU. <laughs> That's very funny, but also, I mean, like, the computers that sent people to the moon were, you know, pretty shitty. So. Yeah, here it is. I found it. So, okay, so the version 1 EXO is a 50 gig hard drive. Uh, 10 megs of memory, <laughs> and the CPU is at 80 um, megahertz. And those aren't even full-size hard drive platters, because the thing's so small. So, like, that's got to be high-tech for the 80s. Well, yeah. So then, in 2008, um, there's two versions. There's um, there's the first one, then there's um, the uh, fucking Rising one. Oh, yeah, they all have, like, operating system names, too, in case you really wanted to know. <laughs> um so the hard disk space on those is 20 to 35 terabytes and then the okay. memory is 80 to 120 gigs <laughs> so much up to up to a 9 gigahertz cpu it's ridiculous like especially in 2008 that's ridiculous <laughs> cuz i like i sit here and i have the external hard drive that i have for, that I keep all my common writer on and everything, and I think that's like a 40 or 50 gig, or 40 or 50 terabyte. And that was still expensive, like, a couple years ago. And they're saying this is fucking, in 2008, a 50 terabyte hard drive. That's, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. We don't know, the hard disk is only, is only up to 35 terabytes. The memory is 120 gigs. Alright, okay. It's like, I mean, it's doable. You you could build an Eeks and Knuckle with those specs right now. I guess. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, that, that's Kiva. Yeah, that was the oh, yeah, uh, that's, mm, that was the end of the episode and the show for this week, by the way. Woo, we did it. <sighs> yeah. 90 minutes on the dot. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, we did go pretty fast this week. Yeah. Some, uh... I, I'm I'm done with Kiva. Eight more episodes we to go. Two, we, yeah, we got we got two more episodes to record, but I'm like I'm I'm done. Eight more episodes it's, to go. It's a, it's we'll be done. back to decade soon. And then thank goodness right into Ryuki. Thank goodness I'm watching good Common Rider as well. You say that, but I'm like Atoya's also in that show. Yeah, but he's not a Toya. It's just his act. I mean, Toya is in Amazons. A Toya is in Build. Oh, okay. He's Common Rider Grease. Oh, huh. You must be significantly older by now. He he looks younger, honestly. <laughs> That's impressive. Um. Anyway, uh, this is a podcast on the internet at journeythroughthedecacast.com, where oh, there's like podcast links and Twitter links. All of the normal stuff. Oh, I don't know yep. what to say uh, during. We're, we're on Stitcher now. You, we can you can listen. Man, to us I on wrote Stitcher. you a script. I lost it. You, 
I mean, we've been on All Stitcher right. for a while. Thanks, Fletch, for getting that hooked up, by the way. For what? That's my podcast app. So. For have what? I said this before? I might have said this before. What's your podcast app? Stitcher. No, I put it on there. Oh, you did? Oh, thanks, Garrett. That was me. Good job. Good job. <laughs> did that work? I said thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, n- next time I'll find the thing that Evan wrote so he's less mad at me. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, but until then, we're just a passing through podcast. Remember that. Bye-bye. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>